0: invite you to turn in your Bibles to First Chronicles 16, last Sunday and this Sunday, um, focusing on the theme of giving to the Lord this morning, thinking of giving to the Lord as worshipful, worshipful giving, uh, hear God's word, 1 Chronicles 16, beginning with verse 8, uh, that's on page 347 of our pew Bibles. David's Song of Thanks, Hear God's Word. O give thanks to the Lord, call upon his name, make known his deeds among the peoples. Sing to him, sing praises to him, tell of all his wondrous works. Glory in his holy name, let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice. Seek the Lord in his strength, seek his presence continually. Remember the wondrous works that he has done, his miracles, and the judgments he uttered. O offspring of Israel, his servant, sons of Jacob, his chosen ones. He is the Lord our God. His judgments are in all the earth. Remember his covenant forever, the word that he commanded for a thousand generations, the covenant that he made with Abraham, his sworn promise to Isaac, which he confirmed as a statute to Jacob, as an everlasting covenant to Israel, saying, "'To you I will give the land of Canaan as your portion for an inheritance.'" when you were few in number and of little account and sojourners in it, wandering from nation to nation, from one kingdom to another people. He allowed no one to oppress them. He rebuked kings on their account, saying, Touch not my anointed ones, do my prophets no harm. Sing to the Lord, all the earth, Tell of his salvation from day to day. Declare his glory among the nations, his marvelous works among all the peoples. For great is the Lord and greatly to be praised, and he is to be held in awe above all gods. For all the gods of the peoples are idols." But the Lord made the heavens. Splendor and majesty are before him. Strength and joy are in his place. Ascribe to the Lord, O clans of the peoples. Ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord the glory due his name. Bring an offering and come before him. Worship the Lord in the splendor of holiness. Tremble before him, all the earth. Yes, the world is established. It shall never be moved. Let the heavens be glad, and let the people rejoice, and let them say among the nations, The Lord reigns. Let the sea roar and all that fills it. Let the field exult and everything in it. Then shall the trees of the forest Sing for joy before the Lord, for he comes to judge the earth. O give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. Say also, save us, O God of our salvation, and gather and deliver us from among the nations, that we may give thanks to your holy name and glory in your praise. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel, from everlasting to everlasting. And then all the people said Amen and praise the Lord. Amen, indeed, to this reading of God's holy and divinely inspired word. Uh, the grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of our God will stand through the ever. Let's Pray Our Father and our God, we thank you. Uh, For the joy of salvation, thank you that we can sing your praises, study your word. Thank you for the assurance of salvation that we can know by grace through faith in Christ. And Lord, teach us even today by your word and spirit what it means uh, to be a faithful worshiper uh, of the one true and living God. Faithful even in our giving uh, of our worship, of our offerings, of our very selves. And we ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, Black Friday, uh, the day after Thanksgiving, used to mark the start of the Christmas shopping season. I think now it starts sometime after Fourth of July. You know but but now, in these online buying days, the frantic season of buying giving and trying to send gifts uh, began weeks, if not months ago. You know, some people start their shopping by making a list of what they want others to give them, uh, but then there's another group of humble folks who simply begin uh, by making a list of what they want to give to others. Loving gifts uh, that will please the recipient. You know, here in First Chronicles 16, and I invite you to keep your Bibles open as we study God's Word together. First Chronicles 16, there on page 347. You know, God's people here are, are joyfully welcoming the return of the Ark of the Covenant to Jerusalem, but but David calls all of Israel. To humbly give thanks to the Lord, to humbly give of their holy offering of worship. And as we look at uh, these verses and mainly first Chronicles sixteen twenty nine, you know, Scripture teaches us that every humble recipient of God's grace will readily give of their worshipful offering. Well, what does it mean uh, for us to give of our worshipful offering to the Lord? You know, we are to give with hope, we are to give with humility, and we are to give with holiness. Begin with hope. We are to be giving with a glorious hope in the Lord. We're focusing mainly there on First Chronicles 16, verse 29. It begins, ascribe uh, to the Lord, the glory due his name. Just to give you a bit of context here, First uh, and Second Chronicles, if you had a Hebrew Bible, are actually the, the very last books uh, of the Old Testament. Uh, these books, most likely authored by Ezra, uh, were given to God's people after their return to Israel from exile in Babylon somewhere around 538 B.C., You know, 1 Chronicles, if you look at the beginning, covers the centuries, you know, from the birth of Adam, the creation of Adam, in chapter 1, verse 1, and it closes with David's death, in chapter 29, verse 28. You know, the main themes of 1 Chronicles are these. King David's reign and preparations for the temple. You know, God is reminding his people of his covenant faithfulness to them in in David, God's covenant with David, pointing us to Christ and reminding us of the temple and, more importantly, of worship. You know, witness that there's a glorious hope as you read through uh, not only chapter 16, but if you were to, to go back to First Chronicles fifteen. It's a it's a theme of joy. the The Levites are carrying the Ark back into Jerusalem. It had been captured by the Philistines. Slowly now, making its way to Jerusalem. And as you go through these chapters, there's singers, there's cymbals, harps, trumpets, sacrifices. And in good Cajun tradition, there, there's even food. First Chronicles 16.3, David distributed to all Israel, both men and women, to each a loaf of bread, a portion of meat, and a cake of raisins. You know, a scene of joyful worship. And so in First Chronicles 16.8, that portion where we began uh, this morning, you know, we hear David's glad song of thanksgiving uh, to his glorious and gracious God. It's such a significant psalm of thanks, song of thanks, uh, that that you'll hear portions of it repeated, almost word for word, in in Psalm twenty nine and in Psalm ninety six that, that Dirk. Read for us this morning, Psalm 105, uh, just to name a few of the scriptural passages. You know, but listen again to 1 Chronicles 16, beginning with verse 28, as we prepare to uh, to go into depth here into God's Word. First Chronicles 16, 28, describe to the Lord. O clans of the peoples, ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord the glory due his name. Bring an offering and come before him. Worship the Lord in the splendor of holiness. Tremble before him, all the earth. Yes, the world is established. It shall never be moved. You know, as we look at you know, verse 29 of First Chronicles 16, note this, there are four commands here. And the first command is that command, "ascribe" To help us here, it's a plural command, meaning you all give to the Lord. That's another way of translating a scribe. Give what is rightly due unto the Lord. You know, and we're giving to the Lord. Note there, it's all capital letters. You know, Jehovah God, Yahweh, if we could be so bold in our faith. You know, thinking of the Lord, the Lord who faithfully revealed himself there to Moses in the burning bush, You know, the Lord who faithfully delivered his people from their bondage in Egypt, brought them through the parted waters of the Red Sea, defeated their dread enemy, led them in the wilderness by the pillar of cloud and fire, provided manna for them every morning except the Sabbath morning, provided even water from a rock in the wilderness. That rock was Christ. 1 Corinthians 10, verse 4, triumphantly brought them into the promised land, the land flowing with milk and honey. You know, we're, we're giving to the Lord the glory due his name. You know, as humble worshipers, we, we gladly give God, our glorious God, all honor, praise, and glory. You know, we give with a gl- glorious hope. You know, our our hope is in the Lord's faithfulness. Our hope is in the Lord's unchanging character. His steadfast love that endures forever. You know, there's a verse that's been added to a Christmas hymn, O Come All You Faithful. Almost thought about singing it this morning. Uh, But the verse reads as follows. We give you all the glory, we give you all the glory, we give you all the glory, Christ the Lord. You know, we we do that at Christmas, we have to do that every Lord's Day as we gather together, but every day of our life, we're, we're giving with glorious hope in the Lord, the great God that we worship, you know, it's also a glorious God. You know, his Shekinah glory, his radiant glory, you know, filled the tabernacle in Moses' day. Exodus chapter 40, you know, verse 34 and 35, Exodus 40, 34, then the cloud covered the tent of meeting and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle and Moses was not able to enter the tent of meeting. Because the clouds settled on it, and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. You know, but lest we think, well, that's just Old Testament glory of God, hear this. Second Corinthians chapter 4, verse 6. 2 Corinthians 4, verse 6. For God who said, let light shine out of darkness, has shone in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Christ. You know, we're we're giving with glorious hope in in the Lord. So the first command that we should hear and heed about worship is is that we are giving to the Lord uh, the glory that is rightly due unto his name. You know, but there's a a second part here. We, We are to be giving our humble offering to the Lord. We've already read, ascribe to the Lord the glory due his name. Then the second command, bring an offering and come before him. You know, again, it's a plural command. You all bring an offering. You know, it's not just one person or, or one family. All of the church, all of the worshipers are to bring God an offering. Bring, you know, carry your offering to church. Take your tithe to the temple. Give your humble offering to the Lord. You know, that, that word offering there is, is a, a specific word. It's a gift given unto God, it's a tribute, not a tax. A tribute. Opalmer Robertson puts it this way a tribute that a conquered king presents to a conquering lord. You know, the word for offering here teaches us that it's a grain offering. Interesting here in the Old Testament, it's not a blood sacrifice. You know, the same word is used in Leviticus chapter 2, 14 through 16. And so this verse applies to us today. You know, bring an offering. Not that we bring a grain offering, but we bring something that's accessible that we have on hand. You know, we're we're bringing it to the Lord in humility and in obedience. Bring an offering, and then there's a third command: there, bring an offering and come before Him. You know, literally, come before His face. You know, our our glorious God, our holy God, calls us to come into his holy presence as we worship him with the giving of our offerings. You know, and and one of the principles here, scriptural principles here, is that offering is a, a part of worship. You know, we should come into his presence with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. You know, if, again, you go back to the Old Testament in Leviticus 16, Day of Atonement. You would learn that Aaron, the high priest, could only enter into God's presence into the holy of Holy, once uh, one day out of the year, Day of Atonement. Even then, you know you you read through that that chapter. Even then, he had to bathe in water, clothed himself in priestly garments. He would offer a bull as an atoning sacrifice for his own sin, and then he would take some of the blood of that bull, sprinkled in in front of the mercy seat uh, of the ark of the covenant. You know, and then he would also sprinkle some of the the blood of a goat as well. You know, but now you know every believer can come into god's holy presence you know because of the shed blood of christ you know so when, when god commands us to come he also enables us to come into his presence and how does he do that it's through the shed blood of christ hebrews chapter 9 verse 12 you know thinking about day of atonement aaron Leviticus 16, and hear this about Christ, Hebrews 9, verse 12. He, that is Christ, entered once for all into the holy places, not by means of the blood of goats and calves, but by means of his own blood, thus securing an eternal redemption. For if the blood of goats and bulls and the sprinkling of defiled persons with the ashes of a heifer sanctify for the purification of the flesh, how much more will the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without blemish to God, purify our conscience from dead works to serve the living God or to worship the living God. You know, in gratitude, we are to come before the Lord with our humble offerings of thanks you know, five things that Scripture teaches us about giving our humble offerings to the Lord. You know, taken not only from First Chronicles sixteen, but biblical principles that are taught by the Lord, given to us, you know, first we're to give obediently. You know, that, that's what we learn first in First Chronicles sixteen twenty nine. Bring an offering. No, it's not if you think about it, if you remember it. Oh, by the way, no, bring an offering and come. You know, we are to give obediently. Secondly, we're to give faithfully. You know, every time we give of our offering, we're expressing our faith in God who supplies our needs. And my God will supply all your needs according to his riches and glory. That's what we're declaring to ourselves and bearing witness uh, to the Lord as well. You know, and, and I believe scripture teaches us that we are to give every time we worship. You know, just as we sing every time we worship, we pray Confess our sins, assurance of pardon, the word read and preached. 1 Corinthians 16, verse 2. Apostle Paul writes in God's word, On the first day of every week, that's Sunday, resurrection day, on the first day of every week, each of you is to put aside, put something aside and store it up as he may prosper so that there will be no collecting when I come. You know, we give every Lord's Day in in faith, an expression of our faith in the Lord. You know, as well, the Bible teaches us that we are not to come before the Lord empty-handed. You know, we're we're bringing our very selves, we're bringing our offering to the Lord. We're we're giving obediently. Secondly, we're giving faithfully. Third, we we are to give generously. Yes, you know, I believe the Bible still teaches about tithing. You know, Jesus even commended the religious leaders for their tithing. You know, but but that's a start. We're to give our first fruits to God. You know, we give generously because our heavenly Father generously and graciously gave us his Son. Romans eight thirty two. He who spared not his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all things? You know, he's given us the gift of salvation. We give obediently. We give faithfully. Generously. Fourth, you know, we give gladly. We give gladly. You know, next time our deacons take up the offering think about this, smile, maybe even grin, laugh a little bit. You know, we're, we're to give gladly. You know, again, it's, it's not a tax. You know, it's not the price of admittance, you know, coming into church. Man, it, it's my gospel privilege, my joy to be giving to the God who has given me everything in Christ, You know, we often sing the doxology after receiving the offering. You know, the words read as follows. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise him. All creatures here below, praise him above. You know, in heaven, ye heavenly host. Praise Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Amen. There there's a gladness in giving. Finally, we are to give thankfully. We give obediently, faithfully, generously, gladly we give thankfully. You know, read through 1st First 1st First Chronicles 16 again and see how often that that word thanks is used. Verse 8. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, call upon his name. Verse 34. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, verse 35, that we may give thanks to your holy name. You know, you you get the picture here in scripture? We're to give thankfully as unto the Lord. Thankful hearts that God has created us in his image. Thankful for choosing us in Christ. Thankful for saving us. By the shed blood of Christ on the cross for sealing us with the Holy Spirit for calling us His sons and daughters. Thankfulness, you know. Yes, I think it's good on Thanksgiving Day to thank God for family, for homes. Thank the Lord for the food that we're fixing to eat. You know, but even on, on Thursday, and and certainly as we gather to worship. We give our thanks to the Lord, you know, that he is our God and we're the sheep of his pasture, the flock under his care, sinners saved by grace through faith in Christ. Personal story, you know, every year, you know, Thanksgiving seems to catch me off guard on the Sunday before Thanksgiving, thinking about hymns and Uh, Before next Thanksgiving, and you can hold me to it, I would like for us to learn this hymn in our Trinity hymnal. It's 716. Uh, We plow the fields, and even if we're not farmers, uh, hear the third verse. We thank you then, O Father, for all things bright and good, the seed time and the harvest, our life, our health, our food, no gifts have we to offer for all your love imparts, but that which thou desirest, our humble, thankful hearts. And then the refrain All good gifts around us are sent from heaven above. Then thank the Lord, oh, thank the Lord for all his love. You know, we are to be giving our, our humble offering to the Lord. Obediently, faithfully, generously, gladly, thankfully, and and giving of ourselves. You know, finally, we're to be giving with holy worship to the Lord. Look at the last part of 1 Chronicles 16 29. Ascribe to the Lord the glory due his name. That's the first command. Second, bring an offering, come before him, and then to the fourth and final command, worship the Lord in the splendor of holiness. We're we're to be giving our holy worship to the Lord. You know, worship the Lord. It's a challenging word to get the full scope of this word, but, but it means to bow down before the Lord, literally to, to be prostrate on the ground before God, realizing that, that you're a sinner, sinner saved by grace, you're coming into the presence of a holy God, and, and we come with, with gladness, gratitude, thanksgiving, giving of our holy worship. And I would submit to you, this is the climatic command. You know, give, bring, come, but most importantly, worship the Lord in the splendor of holiness. Worship him with hope and humility. Matthew Henry helps us here. He writes, we must worship him with holy hearts, sanctified by the grace of God, devoted to the glory of God and purified from the pollution of sins. You know, on the Lord's Day, God's people gather not only to give of our offerings, you know, but but far more importantly, you know, we we gather to give God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, our, our worship and praise and adoration. We read this portion of Scripture often at uh, during the Sundays leading up to Christmas, you know, but Matthew chapter two, verses two, and then verse eleven, the Magi, the wise men, Matthew two, verse two. You know, they come before Herod saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. You know, note that verse comes first. We, we tend to think of the gifts of the Magi. You know, but, but their chief intent, we have come to worship him. But then we skip ahead to Matthew 2, verse 11. You know, the star leads them to Bethlehem. The star leads them to the Christ child. Verse 10 of Matthew 2: When they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. There's that gladness. And going into the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they fell down and worshiped him. Note that comes first. They worshiped him. Then, opening their treasures, they offered him gifts. You know, there's a pattern there for us, a biblical pattern. You know, to worship the Lord. And, and as we worship the Lord, we do give him gifts. Our gold, our frankincense, our myrrh. You know, consider all the responses. Maybe you can quiz one another after church. You know, consider all the responses Christians might offer if they were asked, why do you come to church? They might say, well, I come to fellowship with my brothers and sisters in Christ. You know, I come to study scriptures. Or I come to be reminded of God's goodness and grace in Christ. And and those are all good answers. You know, but the the Bible here gives us the best answer. You know, why do we gather together as God's people on, on the Lord's day? You know, we come to ascribe to the Lord the glory due his name, to bring an offering and to come before him. You know, we worship the Lord as we rejoice in his sovereignty and remember the saving love of Christ with holy reverence. You know, hearts of rejoicing in our redemption. You know, but take another look. There at First Chronicles sixteen twenty nine, worship the Lord in the splendor of holiness, in the beauty of holiness. It's not our holiness, you know. We worship Him because of His beautiful holiness. Matthew Henry again helps us here. He writes, "Bring an offering." Then the fruit of the ground, now the fruit of the lips, of the heart. And then hear this. Worship him in the beauty of holiness, in the holy places, and in a holy manner. Holiness is the beauty of the Lord, the beauty of all sanctified souls, and all religious performances. You know, we're worshiping our beautiful Savior. Savior. You know, for his beautiful, bountiful love for us at the cross. If you, we can be so bold as to skip ahead to First 1 Chronicles 16.30. You know, if you take a look at Psalm 96, it's, it's all part of the same verse. Psalm six nine tremble before him all the earth. Not so much a literal trembling, but but come before the Lord with holy fear, reverence, humility. And note it says, Tremble before him all the earth. You know, there there is a there's a gospel implication there. You know, even as we worship, even as we give of our offerings, even as we give God all glory and honor and praise for who he is and for his love for us, it's a witness to a watching world so that a world that needs that gospel hope would know that hope of salvation in Christ. You know, with all the preparations for our 150th anniversary celebration two weeks ago, seems like only yesterday, but then it seems like a lifetime ago, you know, I was amazed and humbled by the great turnout of our church family for work days, weekdays. I'll, I'll tell some of our ladies, I miss seeing them every day in the fellowship hall. It's quiet around here. Uh, they were faithful, diligent in, in laboring and, and preparing. The and, and so many of you, you know, came to the church to give of your time, energy, skills. You came to gladly give in, in preparation for a special weekend. And, and good thing, you're, you're to be commended and thanked. You know, but but if that's true, and, and it is true, how much more, how much more? should we readily give of our worshipful offering to the Lord. You know, the God who loves us in Christ, ascribe to the Lord the glory due his name, bring an offering and come before him, worship the Lord in the splendor of holiness. That's our gospel privilege in Christ. Amen. Let's pray. Our Father and our God, we thank you for all that you have given to us. Have given, continue to give to us, Lord. And may we receive every good gift with gladness and gratitude, thankfulness. But Lord, teach us to be givers as well, not only giving of our tithes and our offerings unto you, but to be giving of our very selves, our prayers, our witness. Lord, so that many might hear the gospel, so that many might come to saving faith in Christ. All to your glory and praise, we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.